Hello again, Inquiring Mons, and welcome to Matt's Mind. This episode is going to be a little bit different because it's not necessarily something that I have come up with as far as a script or just something that I wanted to talk about that was on my mind. This is a random science article that I found interesting, and I just wanted to read it for you guys in hopes that you might also find it pretty interesting. Uh, This one is about octopuses and squid and how they are masters of RNA editing while leaving DNA intact. These changes could explain the intelligence and flexibility of shellless cephalopods. This article was written by Tina Hessman Say and it was written on May 19th, 2023. Many writers grouse when an editor makes a change in a story, but the consequences of changing a single word usually aren't that dire. Not so with genetic instructions for making proteins. Even a small change can prevent a protein from doing its job properly, with possibly deadly consequences. Only occasionally is a change beneficial. It seems wisest to preserve genetic instructions as they are written, unless you're an octopus. Octopuses are like aliens living among us. They do a lot of things differently from land animals or even other sea creatures. Their flexible tentacles taste what they touch and have minds of their own. Octopuses' eyes are colorblind, but their skin can detect light on its own. They are masters of disguise, changing color and skin textures to blend into their surroundings or scare off rivals, and to a greater extent than most creatures, octopuses squirt the molecular equivalent of red ink over their genetic instructions with astounding abandon, like a copy editor run amok. These edits modify RNA, the molecule used to translate information from the genetic blueprint stored in DNA, while leaving the DNA unaltered. Scientists do not yet know for sure why octopuses and other shellless cephalopods, including squid and cuttlefish, are such prolific editors. Researchers are debating whether this is a form of genetic editing, whether this form of genetic editing gave cephalopods an evolutionary leg, or tentacle, up on the competition. Scientists are also probing what consequences the RNA alterations may have under various conditions. Some evidence suggests editing may give cephalopods some of their smarts, but could come at the cost of holding back evolution in their DNA. These animals are just magical, says Caroline Alberton, a comparative developmental biologist at the Marine Biological Laboratory in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. They have all sorts of different solutions to living in the world they come up from. RNA editing may help give the creatures vast numbers of solutions to the problems that they face. Unlike other animals with bilateral symmetry, octopuses don't crawl in a predetermined direction. Videos of octopuses crawling show they can move in any direction relative to their body and they can change crawling directions independently from turning their bodies. In 
how cephalopods modify their RNA uh, molecular biology's central dogma holds that instructions for building an organism are contained in the DNA. Cells copy those instructions into messenger RNAs or mRNAs. Then, cellular machinery called ribosomes read the mRNAs to build proteins by stringing amino acids together. Most of the time, the protein's composition conforms to the DNA template for the protein's sequence of amino acids. But RNA editing can cause divergences from the DNA instructions, creating some proteins that have different amino acids than specified by the DNA. Editing chemically modifies one of the RNA's four building blocks or bases. Those bases are often referred to by the first letter of their names, A, C, G, and U, for adenine, cytosine, guanine, and uracil, RNA's version of the DNA base thymine. In an RNA molecule, the bases are linked to sugars. The adenine sugar unit, for instance, is referred to as adenosine. There are so many ways to edit RNA letters. Cephalopods excel at a type of editing known as adenosine to inosine, or A to I editing. This happens when an enzyme called ADAR2 strips a nitrogen and two hydrogen atoms off adenosine, the A. That chemical pill turns into adenosine, it turns adenosine into Inosine. Ribosomes read inosine as guanine instead of adenine. Sometimes that switch has no effect on the resulting protein's chain of amino acids, but in some cases, having a G where an A should be results in a different amino acid being inserted into the protein. Such protein-altering RNA editing is called RNA recoding. Soft-bodied cephalopods have embraced RNA recoding with all of their arms while even closely related species are more tentative about accepting rewrites, Alberton says. Other mollusks don't seem to do it to the same extent. RNA editing isn't limited to creatures of the deep. Almost every multicellular organism has one or more RNA editing enzymes called ADAR enzymes, short for adenosine deaminase that acts on RNA, says Joshua Rosenthal, a molecular neurobiologist at the Marine Biological Laboratory. Cephalopods have two ADAR enzymes. Humans have versions of them too. In our brains, we edit a ton of RNA. We do it a lot, Rosenthal says. Over the last decade, scientists have discovered millions of places in human RNAs where editing occurs. But those edits rarely change the amino acids in a protein. For instance, Eli Eisenberg of Tel Aviv University and colleagues identified more than 4.6 million editing sites in human RNAs. Of those, only 1,517 recode proteins. The researchers reported 
last year in Nature Communications. Of those recording sites, up to 835 are shared with other mammals, suggesting that evolutionary forces preserved editing at those locations. So, how does RNA editing work? In a common form of RNA editing, an adenosine becomes an inosine through a reaction that removes an amino group and replaces it with an oxygen. The illustration below shows, which you can't see the illustration, but it's basically you know, describing this process. Uh, cephalopods take RNA recoding to a whole new level, Alberton says. Longfin squid, or Dorytuthius palei, have 57,108 recoding sites. Rosenthal, Eisenberg, and colleagues reported in 2015. Since then, the researchers have examined multiple species of octopus, squid, and cuttlefish, each time finding tens of thousands of recording sites. Soft-bodied or solioid cephalopods may have more opportunities for editing than other animals because of where at least one of the ADAR enzymes is located in the cell. Most animals edit RNAs in the nucleus the compartment where DNA is stored and copied into RNA before sending the messages out to meet up with ribosomes. But cephalopods also have the enzymes in the cytoplasm, the cell's jelly-like gut, Rothensal and colleagues discovered. Having enzymes in two locales doesn't fully explain why cephalopods' RNA recoding so far outstrips that of humans and other animals. Nor does it explain the pattern of editing scientists have uncovered. RNA editing may give cephalopods flexibility. Editing isn't an all or nothing proposition. Rarely are all copies of an RNA in a cell edited. It's much more common for some percentages of RNA to be edited while the rest retain their original information. The percentage or frequency of editing can vary widely from RNA to RNA or between cells or tissue, and may depend on water temperature or other conditions. In long-fin squid, most RNA editing sites were edited 2% or less of the time. Alberton and colleagues reported last year in Natural Communications. But the researchers also found more than 205,000 sites that were edited 25% of the time or more. In most of a cephalopod's body, RNA editing doesn't often affect the makeup of proteins. But in the nervous system, it's a different story. In long-fin squids' nervous systems, 70% of edits in protein-producing RNA recode proteins, and RNA in the nervous system of the California two-spot octopus are recorded three to six times as often as in other organs or tissues. Some mRNAs have multiple edit sites that alter amino acids in the proteins and the mRNAs and what they encode. In the long-fin squid's nervous system, for example, 
27% of mRNAs have three or more recoding sites. Some contain 10 or more such sites. Combinations of those editing sites could result in multiple versions of a protein being made in the cell. Having a wide selection of proteins may give cephalopods more flexibility in responding to the environment, Alberton says, or give you a variety of solutions to the problem in front of you. In the nervous system, mRNA editing might contribute to flexibility in thinking, which could help explain why octopuses can unlock cages or use tools, some researchers think. Editing could be an easy way to create one or more versions of a protein in the nervous system and different ones in the rest of the body, Alberton says. When humans and other vertebrates have different versions of a protein, it often comes from having multiple copies of a gene. Doubling, tripling, or quadrupling copies of a gene results in a whole genetic playground to allow genes to go on and off and do other functions, Alberton says. But cephalopods tend not to duplicate genes. Instead, their innovations come from editing. And there is a lot of room for innovation. In squid, mRNAs for building the alpha-spectrin protein have 242 recording sites. All the combinations of edited and unedited sites theoretically could create up to 7 times 10 to the 72nd power forms of the protein. Rosenthal and Eisenberg report in this year's issue of the Review of Animal Biosciences. To put, to put this number in perspective, the researchers wrote, Suffice it to say that it dwarfs the number of all alpha-spectrin molecules synthesized in a cell of all the squids that have ever lived on our planet since the dawn of time. That incredible level of complexity would be possible only if, the, if every sight were independent, says Cavada Reagan, a molecular biologist at the University of California, San Diego. Rengen has been studying RNA and recoding in California market squid and in long fin squid. Water temperature triggers the squid to recode motor proteins called kinesines that move cargo inside cells. In long fin squid, the mRNA that produces kinesine 1 has 14 recoding sites. Rangan has found that mRNA from the optic lobe, the part of the brain that processes visual information, and from the stellate ganglion, a collection of nerves and the generating of the muscle contractions that produce jets of water to propel the squid. Each tissue made several versions of the protein, but certain sites tended to be edited together. Rangan and Samara Rec Peterson, also of UC San Diego, reported last September in a preprint posted online at biorxiv.org. Their data suggested that editing some of the sites is coordinated and very strongly rejects the idea that editing is independent. 
the frequency of these combos that we see don't match if every site was edited independently. Yoking editing sites may prevent squid and other cephalopods from reaching the pinnacles of complexity that they're theoretically capable of. Still, RNA editing provides cephalopods a way to try out many versions of a protein without getting locked into a permanent change in DNA, Rangan says. That lack of commitment puzzles Jianzi Zhang, an evolutionary geneticist at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. It doesn't make sense to me, he says. If you want a particular amino acid in a protein, you should change the DNA. Why do you change the RNA? Is there an evolutionary value to RNA editing? Perhaps RNA editing provides some evolutionary advantage. To test that idea, Zhang and then graduate student Dohan Zhang compared synonymous sites where edits do not change amino acids with non-synonymous sites where recoding happens. Since synonymous edits don't change amino acids, the researchers considered those edits to be neutral as far as evolution is concerned. In humans, recoding, or non-synonymous editing, happens at fewer sites than synonymous editing, and the percentage of RNA molecules that are edited is lower than at synonymous sites. If we assume synonymous editing is just like noise that happens in a cell and non-synonymous editing is less frequent and a lower level, that suggests non-synonymous editing is actually harmful, Zhang says. Even though recoding in cephalopods happens much more frequently than for humans in most cases, recoding is not an advantageous or adaptive for cephalopods the researchers argued in 2019 Nature Communications. There are, there are a few shared sites where octopuses and squid and cuttlefish all recode their RNAs, the researchers found, suggesting the recoding is useful in those instances. But this is a small fraction of editing sites. A few other sites that are edited in one species of cephalopod, but not others, were also adaptive, Zhang and Jang found. If it's not all that helpful, why cephalopods per persisted with RNA recoding for hundreds of millions of years eludes us. RNA editing may stick around not because it is adaptive, but because it is addictive, Zhang says. He and Jang proposed a harm-permitting model that is a situation that permits harmful changes to DNA. Imagine, he says, a situation where a G or guanine in an organism's DNA gets mutated to an A or adenine. If that mutation leads to a harmful amino acid change in a protein, Natural selection should weed out individuals that carry that mutation. But if by chance the organism has RNA editing, the mistake in the DNA might be corrected by editing the RNA, essentially changing the A back to a G. If the protein is essentially is essential for life, then the RNA would have to be edited 
at high levels so that nearly every copy is corrected. When that happens, you're locked into the system, Zhang says. Now, the organism is independent on RNA editing machinery. It cannot be lost because you will require the A to be edited back to the G for survival. So the editing will be kept at high levels. In the beginning, you really didn't need it, but after you got it, you became addicted. Zhang argues that that sort of editing is neutral, not adaptive. But other research suggests RNA editing can be adaptive. RNA editing may work as a transition phase, letting organisms try out a switch from adenine to guanine without making a permanent change in their DNA. Over the course of evolution, sites where adenines are recorded in RNA in one cephalopod species are more likely to be unedited in adenines and be replaced with guanine in the DNA of one or more related species researchers reported in 2020. And for heavily edited sites, evolution across cephalopods seems to favor a transition from A to G in DNA rather than cytosine or thymine, the other two DNA building blocks. That favors the idea that editing can be adaptive. Other recent work by Rosenthal and colleagues which examined A to G replacements in different species, suggests that having an editable A is an evolutionary boon over uneditable A or hardwired G. So how common is RNA recoding? Soft-body cephalopod species, including octopuses, squids, and cuttlefish, recode RNA in their nervous system at tens of thousands of sites, compared with about a thousand or fewer sites in humans, or mice, fruit flies, and other animal species. Though scientists have been documenting the number of editing sites, they will need new tools to directly test how recording influences of the cephalopods are in biology. There are a lot of open questions evidence for and against RNA recordings, evolutionary value, uh, and they have come mainly from examining the total genetic makeup or genomes of various cephalopod species. But scientists would like to directly test whether recoded RNAs have an effect on cephalopod biology. Doing that will require some new tools and creative thinking. Rangan tested synthetic versions of squid motor proteins and found that two edited versions that squid make in cold moved slower but traveled farther along protein tracks called microtubes than to unedited proteins and what they did. But that's, but that's in artificial laboratory conditions on microscope slides. To understand what is happening in cells, Rangan says, she would like to be able to grow squid cells in lab dishes. Right now, she has to take tissue directly from the squid and can only get snapshots of what is happening. Lab-grown cells might allow her to follow what happens over time. Zhang says he is testing his harm-permitting 
hypothesis by getting yeast hooked on RNA editing. Baker's yeast doesn't have ADAR enzymes, but Zhang engineered a strain of the yeast to carry a human version of the enzyme. The ADAR enzymes make the yeast sick and grow slowly, he says. To speed up the experiment, the strain he is using has a higher than normal mutation rate and may build up G to A mutations. But if RNA editing can correct those mutations, the ADAR carrying yeast may grow better than the ones that, have, that don't have the enzyme. And after many generations, the yeast may become addicted to editing, Zhang predicts. Alberton, Rosenthal, and colleagues have developed ways to change the genes of squid with the gene editor CRISPR. The team created an albino squid by using CRISPR to knock out or disable a gene that produces pigment. The researchers may be able to change editing sites in DNA or RNA and test their function, Alberton says. The science is still in its early stages, and the story may lead somewhere unexpected. Still, with cephalopods' skillful editing, it's bound to be a good read. And that is the end of the article, which was <laughs> pretty technical, not too technical, uh, but definitely a very interesting read, uh, and especially if you're interested in biology and you know the different aspects of cellular function and and the sort but once again uh, i just want to give credit to tina hessman say uh, who wrote on sciencenews.org and that is the article that i just read uh very beautifully written uh not so much beautifully read <laughs> but uh you know hopefully just like all of the other uh, podcast episodes that I I make for you guys. Hopefully, it's just something really you know entertaining, um, interesting, anything of the sort. And uh, yeah, that's all I've got for you today. So I hope you have a great rest of your day and take care, guys. See ya.